On the show, we're back for 2021, a new year with new possibilities, and we've got lots to catch up on. Fagon, Crow's Chief quits his post at club's season launch. We've got tennis, root of the week, parcel fast, and guess what, boys? The multi is stacked. That's all coming up next on a new year of the Press Box. Great to be back in your ears. It is a new year. We are looking forward to lots happening, vaccines, new guests, plenty to come on a new year of the Press Box. I'm so excited to be back with you blokes. Dale Fletcher is in the same studio as Jace Kemp in the same studio as myself, Sam Tugwell. Boys! Boys! How good is this? Welcome. I reckon Sam's had the jab already. Oh, oh boys, I'm he, up. He's up and about. I'm up. He brought up the vaccine and you said, you said before, you're first in. <laughs> we are because you're in a family of docs. Yeah, well, yeah, we're essential workers. I'm, uh, I'm married to an essential worker. So, oh, wow. Uh, oh, look at this boy. Line me up. Front of the queue. <laughs> Pin cushion me up. <laughs> very, very good. Now, boys, before we go any further, we're very excited this year. It's a new year, as we oh. said. There's lots that we're excited to bring you in this new season. Actually, can we just acknowledge, this is our third season. It's unbelievable. How the hell have we got to season three? (laughs) That's amazing in itself. (laughs) Because we have no bosses, that's why. I think I'm technically in season two still, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, maybe one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have show 100 this year. We're going to have a lot to look forward to, which is exciting. But joining us this year is the Inner Sanctum. Now, we Mm. mentioned this in our last show last year. Very exciting. They are your new go-to Australian sports coverage um, and, and great workers in the journalism field here in Adelaide. They're building something incredible, so they've jumped on with us. We are now going to be housed on their website for the next year, which we're looking forward to. Um, so if you want Australian sports coverage done better, they are the new ball game in Australian sports journalism, the innersanctum.com.au. We're going to be alongside them all year, and they're going to be plugging us, which we are pumped about, boys. Yeah, very good. And uh, and Mrs. Hutto's back on uh, in Jace's good books. Or, <laughs> or Jace is in Mrs. Hutto's good books. That's right. Otherwise, the deal wouldn't have gone through. <laughs> <That's clearly. true>. <laughs> <laughs> now, boys, what have we been up to? Big summer. Last I seen Jace, oh. I feel like we were at a big party. <laughs> we, well, because we were, Sam. <laughs> we were. <laughs> and I tell you what, you were taking a lot of photos, and I was playing all the music. So I, it was, uh, and I was, and I didn't see this man here. But to my oh, right, I was going to get pretty much live streamed on my phone by uh, Tuggers. I was sitting in the backyard. With a with a can and uh, Archie was going to sleep in the background and uh, it was uh, yeah it was a big night a party of one at a, my house it was a great night we went on the clock right back and we got on yeah. stage and was able to play a few different tunes for New Year's Eve and it was a cracking night and and you and your partner came along it was yeah. wonderful you just, I tell you what you just walked straight to the front of the line you, yep. you showed you showed my name on your little pass you said I'm I said, I'm with the bloke over there straight in straight in straight, straight in. in instant wristband happy with that went to the front row. <laughs> It was a very awkward experience. I don't know about you, but yes, like... Yes, it was. Sitting down to watch a DJ set did not feel right. Yeah, because of COVID stuff. Yeah. So there were still restrictions at that point. There was only a sort of a limited... You starstruck, to... Tuggers, were you? A bit starstruck. No, not at all. <laughs> It's a good show. Did, did some good stuff. Mm. Uh, we, we put some uh, bits up on Twitter. I think they're still there on our press box. And I think Dale wants the, the, the biggest question is how did my song playlist go? Because yeah. we, there was a big hoo ha in the lead up to that. I had to do well, how many quizzes did I have? I think three. Four. One three, in one three. in. I beat Matty Burgess in the end. Oh, I Hall- must admit. Oh, hallelujah. I must hallelujah. Admit. Let's set the record straight. I must admit. I've listened back to the last show about three times to get through three big runs. Yep. Mm. Across the, across the uh, summer period, and uh, I do, you can't add up for oh, crap. Oh, come on. <laughs> because I listened to it back, and I'm like, hang on. I'm like, Jace is in front. How, how's it a draw? And then, oh, and then, and then I literally, yes. literally, I listened to it. I sat down with a pen. You scored it. And I scored it, and... DJ Fast actually <laughs> is like D- a test match, <laughs> like a cricket match. He's, He's got, got a scorecard. It's a dot balls, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and so it's officially DJ Pass. Yes, wow. Matty Burgess, if you're listening, it wasn't even close, my friend. <laughs> Well, we were giving you're you half points. You're lucky you got points. the bloody beetroots. <laughs> oh, bloody, yes, blo- that was the last one, wasn't it? Bloody beetroot saved you. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's been good. But have you been doing anything in the <laughs> workplace? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a lot of time off, which was great. I had about two and a half, nearly three weeks off, and um, so just went away, did a bit of fishing, went up to the York Peninsula. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was nice, and came back in as a bloody bushfire. I got straight thrown into that. So first day, first day back, wow. and so it was a, a long day, but it was it was not too bad. Jeez, it's been a horrible time out there if you're in the southern suburbs, the hills, and things. Yeah, there's a lot worse people. Fires. I must. Admit, there's a lot worse people uh, yeah. over the last week than I've been. So yeah, my my thoughts go out to them. Definitely not a, not a great experience. Can I talk about what I've been up to? And yeah, stuff? go for it, mate. It's what been good fun. It? I've been 
doing drive radio. Well, I was mate, pumped with not that. Not only have you been doing drive, I reckon you've been on every show or every segment <laughs> that this, this radio station <laughs> yeah, has. I don't gaps. know if you've had any breaks. My nickname's Sellies, boys. I'm just gap filler right now. I'm trying my best. <laughs> it's, been, it's been good fun, though. I got to do two weeks in drive, which is kind of a bit of a, an, an achievement for me because I haven't yeah. been able to do something like that before. I've done little fill-in bits elsewhere and weekends and whatever, but to do drive in radio, mm. it's a totally different experience. There's lots of interaction. There's lots of ears i suppose listening on their drive home or to work or whatever they're doing at that time of day um really really fun so tim jenever like amazing guy to <laughs> what's work he like with. he's just the easiest dude to work with yeah like you just sit there you can talk crap and he'll just feed off it he knows what you're gonna do and i know what is he's he always do. smiling he, every time i see him he is. he's got a big grin on his face he's the only port person i like <laughs> that's not very fair. I like Look a lot the of people. Man, over to my right. <laughs> Hang on, that's right. You're a bombers man. Yeah, oh, that's right. Isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Indeed. Dale's a little filthy. But how about that? And he posts the photo of him and Timmy G. Yeah. From uh, from not even that day where oh, he's yeah. all got, yes. the, got the bla- the I, blazer and the uh, bloody lardy da. The only photo I have of oh, him. Shit. <laughs> Real floggish effort. And yeah, I apologise. Jace, I must for admit, that. every day that Tuggers mm. was on the drive show, yep. I was so tempted. You should have. <laughs> to ring in. Oh, mate, I would have loved First that. time call, a long time listener. <laughs> I would have loved The new that. hosts are a fuck! <laughs> <laughs> when did Roy come back? <laughs> Dale, what have you been busy with, mate? You've been doing some long hours, actually. Extremely uh, long hours. So, um, yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. So, uh, the, the the big bash can ship off, literally. <laughs> um, because uh, every night. So, there's a cricket game every night. So, I've been working early mornings and late nights and... Um, you'll see it uh, in the advertiser every day because the yeah. KFC sponsor it, lovely KFC. Mm. You get your KFC, they sponsor support, they sponsor the good team, not none of this crow's rubbish. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah. get your KFC, but uh, geez, long hours. And uh, Well, this is the only reason we've got you here tonight is because, and if everyone's wondering why it's right. taken so long for the press box to come out this <laughs> this year, it's because Dale's been working every night non-stop till every- about 11pm, so can't get access to the great man. That's... Unfortunately, right. So uh, there was a couple of um, guys uh, work took leave, uh, well deserved leave, and uh, not too many uh, people were left on the uh, interchange bench uh, t- to sub in. So uh, yeah, put the vest on and go in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, took uh, took the grenade and in we go. And uh, yeah, burnt the uh, candle at both ends for Beautiful. about uh, three weeks. And uh, I'm hoping and praying uh, the strikers uh, lose uh, tonight. <laughs> if you're listening, because uh, <laughs> that doesn't. No, no, there's all going to be big bash throughout uh, until there's a champion. So uh, love the big bash. Beautiful. Not. not. Now, should we? Uh, I've been I've been admiring some of your work in the paper over summer because really mm-hmm. the, the the news cycles like stopped yep. over summer. There's like a four week period over summer, like the Christmas time all the way to probably the first couple of weeks of January, where pretty much everyone's on leave. So, right. and because there's been a lot of cutbacks in the you know um, newspaper and journalism industry, mm-hmm. that means there's less people circulating new stories. So really, it just sort of comes to a halt. So for you, Dale, to put pages of news and sport mm. together in the paper for days and days and weeks on end, bloody good effort. But I did notice something which really I, I really loved. And I thought you've done really well what just to it? find a way yeah. to put this piece of content together in the paper in a tough yeah. time when there really isn't much going on. So what I, does it say? I'm going to tweet this at Pressbox EP okay. on Twitter, guys, and on Facebook, because I love this. There's 2021 season predictions for the NBL season coming up. Pumped about this. Now, I wanted to find out who yeah, the, the greatest Australian basketball names, what they are previewing, yeah. and how the season is going to look. So we've got massive names, Australian basketballing names. Like, Jace, reel off a few. Who would be in your three-man oh. prediction segment on the paper? It'd have to be someone from SA. So I'd probably say maybe uh, Phil Smythe, maybe. No. Or, or um, Brett Maher. Brett Maher. Yes, you got one. Okay, okay. You've got one. So okay. he's on the he's on the court here in Adelaide. He's on his own court. So he's a big he's big time. 100%. He's total cred to do some yep. predictions. Love that. All right, who else do you think in Australian basketball Who's would big? be in the predictions? Uh, Hill? Shane Hill? Nope. What about uh, Andrew Gaze? Yes. You're kidding. You got two out of three. All right. Okay. So that's pretty good. So Andrew Gaze, one of the greatest of all time. Love that. Who do you think the third one would be? Oh, have sure, to another be Aussie great. Andrew Bogut. No. Ben Simmons. No. Uh, Patty pa- 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 Mills. No, you're going to be ridiculous. I'll give you a hint. A real mover and shaker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, is... Luke Longley. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> who, who was it then? The man who has put himself as third in this predictions piece in the advertiser. 
is our man Dale <laughs> Fletcher alongside uh, the other two. I'm trying to give you a hint. <laughs> what the bloody hell I'm is this? I'm trying to give you a hint. Hang on. So we've got, in this prediction, we've got Andrew Gaze, yep. Brett Maher, yep. Dale Fletcher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please explain. I'm the basketball journalist. <laughs> you don't know anything compared to these men. What are you doing? Put them up. You, I'm going to tweet right. this and everyone can have their say, but what are you doing? Because, you put yourself alongside Gazy and Mark. People, reading, people that, are reading my stuff and they're like, oh, 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 I wonder your what he stuff. thinks. <laughs> well, the whole two-page spread was written by it's, me. Wow. It was done by me. Did you have a byline? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Saved himself there. <laughs> Indeed. I'm going to double check that too. I can though. tell you because I put the whole thing together. <laughs> and, and well, you might have might have kicked yourself in the face there with that. Yeah. All right. Because Brett Maher and Andrew Gaze, I have, it was about a, a an hour Zoom meeting. Mm. I recorded it all. Yeah. And they both want to come on here. Do they? Wow. So maybe you should just... So we have three basketballing legends that have given us on the show. So, so what so, is like, so, so so Gaze, well, going to come in. Yes. going to come in and oh. you two are going to go. Oh, right. oh, <laughs> anymore. One-on-one exclusives with the uh, the only basketball man in Adelaide who deserves to be heard from, Dale Fletcher. No, well, this is what... Yes. Might what as well. Say? His predictions. Well, might as well go through them. Fair enough. Um, okay. okay I, so can that, t- you can, I can tell you. Well, no, we don't want to hear from you. I want to read them. So this is what you've put in the paper. Obviously, Gazy's gone on and he said a whole bunch of things about the Final Four, the champions, coach of the year, yada, yada. You're all pretty similar. You've all got pretty similar uh, predictions, but this one I like. Mm. Rookie of the year. Yeah. Now, right now, I think a lot of us... It has to be our man, doesn't it? Everyone loves Josh Giddy. Yeah. He is tearing it up. So Gazy's put Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. Brett Maher has put... Josh Giddy. So both the legends. So the, th- the third bloke surely has to follow in the legends' footsteps. You would think so. But no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no Dale no. Fletcher has to pick something else. He thinks some bloke from Cairns, Mojave King, is going to be King. rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. What, mate? Get behind the Adelaide boys. No, you go a bit. No, I don't think so. I don't really. I don't, I, <laughs> clearly. I, clearly before the season, uh, Mojave King was is going to get a lot more burn up in Cairns. Mm. And uh, I think he's a better prospect. And, uh, well, put it this way, Andrew Gaze coached Josh Giddy for eight years as a kid. Right. So he's a little bit biased. And Brett Maher had to pick an Adelaide person. So... (laughs) (laughs) Who told him that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you scroll down there, Brett Maher's actually picked Tony Crocker to be sixth man of the year. He has actually, Hasn't come off the bench at all. Who did you pick? Six man there, Corey Webster. He has, um, and no surprise. He came off the bench last night for twenty odd points. So. And no surprise, his champions are Melbourne United. So let's move on okay. from that. We don't want to hear from Dale Fletcher anymore about the NBL for a little while. Massive story breaking. That was, in the a, good, AFL. That was a good first game, wasn't it? Melbourne United versus Adelaide. Yeah, again, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Let's talk about the biggest story that's hit on Thursday night into Friday morning. It's on the back page of your advertiser. It is our first hot off the press. Yes, well, I thought uh, I was going to get uh, in here relatively early uh, tonight, boys, and we could plan the show, but the, no, 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 6.35 rolls around and the whole paper's finished and then bang, Andrew Fagan just decides to quit the Crows. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, there you go. Uh, so I just walk over, we walk over to the editor and go, well, yep, he goes, oh, yep, back page. I'm like, yep, sensational. Let's uh, throw everything that we've done in the bin <laughs> and, and start a whole shift and get it done in, in uh, 90 minutes. So uh, it's, uh, it was a big call. It was a season uh, launch tonight or Thursday night uh, for the Crows and uh, – yeah, for a uh, new chairman, John Olsen, to mm. go and say that uh, Andrew Fagan is uh, departing. Uh, it's, uh, it's a shock, but mm. uh, is it really a shock? Well, it's been a long time coming, I think. Mm. Ever feel like that camp back in 2018 sort of had a feel of there needs to be some change at the Crows? I feel like it's been now two and a half years since that, almost, well, actually, probably mm. three years now. Yes, it's pre-season yet again, third pre-season since that probably something had to change and everyone was sort of calling for the top head. So he is the, the number one man at the club. He has been since late 2014. Um, he took the Crows to a place commercially, which is massively advantageous for them and has worked wonders in that space. He got the helped the team find a way to a grand final, the first one in 20 years, which was amazing. Um, so he's done some good things in his time, but I think there's also been some things that a lot of fans have felt disengaged by and that might be fair fair balanced um but it's been it's a position which at, at about 7 or 8 years in you start to try and find a new find a new person and probably is the right time 
I think uh, the way he Andrew Fagan led the club through the Phil Walsh tragedy oh, was un- yeah. Un- yeah. Un- unbelievable, and that was what one year into his tenure. So um, a lot of runs on the board purely from the weeks or months um, mm. d- during that tragedy. So, uh, but uh, yeah, you, you got to admit the the, the camp was a uh, was a little bit of a little bit of a black mark, and uh, I know Jace loves talking about the Crows camp. So, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. well, what, do well, 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 what do you reckon? What do you reckon, Kempi? Well, if you wind the clock back a little bit earlier than the Crows camp, <laughs> you know, if they win that game against the Tigers, does, is all of a sudden yeah. he's staying? That that camp sort of probably d- never happens, mm. and, and he might be still in charge. And a lot of things are probably different at the Crows. But mm. here we are. The question now is, who takes that role? And yeah. that's going to be the million dollar question. And someone that they probably, need is probably worth a million dollars too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and someone that they need to be that's going to be on board with Matty Nix's new um, culture that he's set at the club and, and the environment now they're building towards the, the complete rebuild they've gone through. They're going to have to find someone that's really going to be able to nurture that rebuild and then obviously be out, like you said, Sam, continue what they've been able to do with the commercial side of it and make sure they keep bringing those dollars in because at the moment, every club is trying to look for every single cent they can find. That was always his strength, the commercial side, and that's great for the club at a time when it probably needed to continue building in that space. Uh, they are the white-collar club of South Australia compared to Port Adelaide. They're the blue collar club so you understand why they choose to go down that path at the start with him but that they as you said culture is everything now we had the issues in the last couple of years when we heard um club great uh, andrew mcleod come out and say we had uh, he doesn't feel welcome there anymore there was players that were leaving like a turnstile every year there were just loads of them leaving um so many other issues that just sort of started coming up and you'd start to wonder what is this culture at the club like who's who's running this place and why isn't it as welcoming as it could be and if that's the case, if people inside the four walls are not happy with who's leading um, and he's the key uh, piece of the puzzle of leadership in that place, then he needs to be fixed or the board needs to fix that anyway. And so hence the move to transition. I would not, I wouldn't know, but I'd like to think that maybe there was a board decision made somewhere in the last few months that said, hey, this is time that we find someone else. And it wasn't Fags who said, I've found something else I'm going to leave. I think it might've been a board decision. Yeah, he's done fantastically well commercially for the Crows, which which is really, to me, I think it's a shock because it's probably the biggest commercial time for the Crows because they, they want to mm. up stumps and move. Mm. They need a yeah, new right, commercial yeah. space. They need a new commercial operating facility. Like, well, is it North Adelaide? Is it, you know, in the inner city suburbs somewhere, wherever? And... and Andrew Fagan was like the the leader or the pillar behind mm. that. So whoever the new CEO is, um, has got to pretty much buy a house. Really, <laughs> it, was like, it was like, well, we we got to move. We're upping stumps. Uh, you're in charge and uh, find us a new home. So. Mm. Uh, it's a, it's a big job for uh, whoever's uh, going to come in and replace Andrew What, what does that throw that sort of into turmoil a little bit, maybe that there's someone else is really going to have to take over the reins of mm. Andrew Fagan and, and look for a new home? And the Crows need a new home. That Westlakes facility is no longer probably viable. If, you, yeah. if you've been down there, and I've been down there many yes. times to film training, it's 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 it doesn't feel like an AFL home. It, it's it's completely been bulldozed. There's a lot of apartments going up now. Yeah. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel it like football park. Totally out of place. Yeah. It's a strange environment. Like I first time I've probably been to the actual club facility in probably four or five years. Mm-hmm. And going into the car park, it's just gravel. It's it's like dirt and gravel, which is just sort of marked out by cones and stuff. And then you've got you, you try to exit and you're down a little alleyway into some housing development, and then you can't get your way out. And you got to turn around and try and go. It's just such a terrible little setup right now. And the club, it might be new and fresh and lovely once you get in there, but it doesn't mean the surroundings for the players and the fans who want to engage is probably good enough. Having said that, though, I'm a uh, West Lakes resident, and I run past the Crows facility every day. So, and uh, it's it's just it's just um, refurbishing the area. So uh, in when when it's all finished, yeah, it's it, it'll be it'll be like a, a footy club again. It was just mm. you know it's just getting refurbished around um, the surroundings. So obviously you know Amy Stadium got bulldozed, and there's going to be apartments, and um, there's a library and uh, aged care uh, facility and mm. stuff like that, and there's a new hotel and stuff like that. So once it's finished, it'll feel part of. West Lakes. It's not like it's going to have like um, four fences around it, yeah. and it's going to be um, alienated. So, I'd give it time because you know Hawthorne won premierships when Waverley was getting redeveloped. So, you can't really say oh it's because our 
uh, our home base as a construction site that we're failing because Hawthorne won, mm. and once it's finished, I think it'll it'll do the Crows just as well as moving anywhere else. Do you think that... that well, actually, do you know if that ground, the oval that they train on, is actually going to remain? They're not it's digging staying. that up, are they? It's staying. So why can't we picket fence that, make it look really nice, part of the community? Mm. It's like a park now, and then you can actually use where the seats used to be. So there's heaps of extra room mm. between the club and the ground itself. Fill that up, make it a big like a pub-like sort of setup like Alberton has, oh, yeah. and mm. let the fans in there. That's the space you want to access. Like you've got Chromania on the corner, you've got the club facilities out the back. Use that spot next to the oval itself as sort of a, a window to the players' oval, the training, but also some indoor access for fans. It's it's history. There's there's tables for you and and bars and whatever, and you can walk in then to the actual club facilities behind it. That would be ideal. And then what's stopping the Crows women's playing their home games there mm, when it's correct. all finished? What's yeah. stopping the Crows Sample team playing home yeah. games there? What's mm. stopping the Sample u- utilising it? What's stopping them? the amateur league playing the grand finals there or you know right. something like that there's endless opportunities and that i feel that the crow should really ex- extend their base now and where it is at west lakes so i think it's perfect but then i can also understand that the crows want to get closer to the city because all the home games are at Adelaide Oval. Just going back to the actual uh, appointment of the CEO, I think it's probably one of the most exciting jobs from someone on the outside looking in. That's probably in football at the moment. If you can run a club that is uh, turned a leaf in terms of its culture, has invested heavily into recruiting new players, has had the number one pick come in, has looking at you know a new home potentially, has brought back you know some familiar faces to the club, and has a new coach with what it seems like all the players on board with his new development and how he's trying to structure and, and drive this team. I think, I think it's a win-win. Like it, it'd be an amazing place to go in there and really try now push for a premiership in the next five to 10 years. Jeez, you're making me want to get the job. Now. That's exciting. <laughs> I like that. Um, let's move on. The, the tennis is also going to be here in Adelaide. It's today. You're listening on a Friday. Yes. Mm. These stars are here. Well, Novak Djokovic was probably out of quarantine as yep. we speak. He's, he's probably just walking out of his hotel room. He said he wanted to do a lap around the park as soon as he got out. So <laughs> if you're down in North Adelaide near Tin Street, yeah. just have a look for the Joker right now. <laughs> That's all. Isn't that great? So we've got, the, I think it's been kind of underspoken. It's not been talked about enough about we have the world's probably six or seven best players yeah. here in our little old Adelaide it's amazing Serena Williams Djokovic team Nadal like they're all here this is and, remarkable and all it took was a global pandemic to bring them here all in. it took let's <laughs> do this again yeah no we were talking about it in the newsroom um can you cast your mind back when there was um a number of superstars like this in Adelaide before mm. before this. And you probably have to go back to when Form- Formula One yeah. was in Adelaide and was the Prost and Senator and Nigel Mansell and big names Millionaires. like that. Big names like that. But then if you go the social media route, you know, obviously Coley's got a massive following. So but but Coley comes out with a team. This is yeah. this is seven individuals. Yeah. That have come from different parts of the world and is just They are juggernauts on their and, own, yeah. Yeah. And it's just in, into the into the majestic hotel, you can sponsor us now, majestic. As I just <laughs> yeah. said, majestic um, for two weeks, and uh, it's unheard of. So uh, it's going to be uh, the the tennis at the drive. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Are you going? Oh, I can't go. No, I haven't got a ticket. Oh, it, tickets sold out within about half an hour. It was amazing. I did fair I, enough. I, I did click on the link because uh, my wife is a mass, I think, massive. I, don't think, I think it was quicker than that. Twenty minutes. Yeah. It was, I think it was. I think it was like a, a few minutes. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, because uh, yeah, you click you clicked on the link and there was there was a waiting list. Yeah, thirty yeah. minute waiting list beforehand right. was and, had two thousand oh, people to go to, waiting in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, two thousand. So if you've got a dial up modem, you got not yeah, yeah, like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you might have got tickets for the two thousand and fifty two <laughs> version. Right, I think. Right. But uh, no, still it was two thousand. 1870th, I think I was in the wow. waiting list. When wow. I, I just, I was just generally interested to see how much they were, and then it was like it's only thirty bucks or something for wow. thirty bucks a session. So, so clearly it's going to be a sellout and everything like that. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's once in a lifetime opportunity yeah, um, for um, people going today. So <laughs> not uh, us. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's all right. So, um, but uh, hopefully hopefully Nadar wins for for my wife. Well, if you a big get fan. if you um if you can't go and you haven't got a ticket like us, you can watch on TV. Channel Nine are going to mm. play uh, I think all of it from one o'clock, which is exciting. But this is what you can expect: day session. 
Novak Djokovic mm. will play against Sinner. You'll have uh, Serena Williams taking on Osaka, which is just a fantastic setup. Then these the night session's great. You got Ash Barty taking on Simona Halep. That's yeah. just fantastic. They're like the perfect little matchup there. And then you got Nadal versus Dominic Team, another great matchup. So look forward to that big night of tennis in Adelaide. Wish you could be there. Um, now, the test cricket. <laughs> the test cricket. Uh, that was balls up by Australia over summer. What wow. happened? We lost the series. It looked like we were going to whitewash them from the start, yeah. and then all of a sudden that wasn't the case, even though we, we couldn't find an uh, opening batsman to save ourselves. And uh, India were running out of uh, players left, right, and centre. It was, it was a bizarre series, and hats off to India. It came down to you know the last couple of overs mm. on the final day. It was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, congratulations to the Indian third eleven uh, yes. for, um, <laughs> for the, for their for their win in the A grade. So, jeez, uh, jeez, seriously. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to touch on this a bit later, but uh, the Australian team needs a shake up big time. Uh, I, I feel from uh, the top, you reckon? Fr- from the top, fr- from the top of the order, top of everything, yeah. really. Um, the the only person that's safe is probably JL because. <laughs> Seriously, the, 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 yeah. the Jason I could open the batting, I reckon, because it d- doesn't oh, matter. Because I don't know about that. Have you seen me? Have you but seen it me? doesn't matter. <laughs> we're, we're, we're always two for ten or two for yeah. stuff. All yeah. we might as well go out and bat and both make a duck. So yeah. it doesn't matter. So maybe we'll just roll out Smithy and Marnus to open the batting and, <laughs> yeah. and get some get some other. Bowlers in Jeez. I feel for there's two people I feel for out of this is uh, Will Bukowski. The bloke is the next prodigy of Australian cricket, and he yep. and he just can't get fit and stay on the park, <laughs> or he gets a bouncer and see you later. Yeah. And Travis Head, he just can't buy a run when he needs to. Trav, just hit a run when we need you. This is what we pay you for, and we want these. You know, we want him to perform so much. That was the heartbreak and, uh, story, and wasn't just, it? He just yeah, he just, just couldn't go. get it. Just couldn't get a game. Uh, couldn't get a run. Then couldn't get a game. Oh. And then brought to the big bash where you can't prove yourself, and then we'll never get back into the team. I mean, that's really tough. And us in South Australia, we sat there for weeks going, Why can't? How, what can he do to get him back in? Matthew Wade, let's mm. hope he fails just so he can get another game. Well, in fact, Matthew Wade did fail, and now he's out of the test score. Ma- Matthew so, Wade won't play test cricket again. You can write that down. You write that down. Bang. Matthew Wade won't play test cricket. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. Um, the, but the shining light for me mm. for the whole summer, Cameron Green. Cameron Green, oh, yeah. he will play for the next 10 years. Yeah. But uh, the captain... Rahani. Um, no. no. Oh, the, Australian, captain. the Australian captain. He was also impressive. Yeah, if, I was going to say, he was the most shining light for me. you yeah. pick an all-rounder, give the man a bloody ball. Yeah. He did 10 overs in the whole series or something like that. Yeah, 12 well, it, overs. He, Give him a ball. He's he has come back from two back injuries in the last two years, which is you the reason he was only phasing back in. No, you got to understand that. You don't want to break a kid. If you pick an all-rounder, they got to be an all-rounder. Otherwise, pick another batsman. Well, no, he did, he, he did bowl some overs, did, and it wasn't a lot. But having said that, he was taking a wicket. That's right. Yeah. He's probably our third best batsman. If he was taking episode. loads of wickets, you'd understand yeah. that maybe... Well, sorry, you'd make an argument for why he should bowl more. But I thought he just played his role. We definitely needed to move uh, a few chess pieces, I think, for the fourth test when it came mm. to selection. I mean... Hindsight's twenty twenty, but you look back and you think, really, did Mitchell Stark make an impact in the first three tests? Should he have played the fourth? I mean, there's things like that you can look back on and ask the question, but when you do go, and, and I think the point was made by JL as well, when you're going into the fourth and final test, it's the deciding test. All we've done all summer is debate whether this is the best Australian bowling lineup we've yes. had in history and you think you're going to move them away? No, you're not. You're going to keep the same four. Well, you're going clearly, to it's in. not the best in history. Well, well again... Hindsight, 2020 now, it's just not quite, you know, what we expected, but we would have wished for more if we went back to change. James Pattinson's got to play instead of Mitchell Stark. The end. Michael Neeser probably gets a game too. Oh, if, if, if James Pattinson isn't bloody falling over at his house. <laughs> making look mowing the lawn? Was he mowing the lawn? <laughs> I don't know what he did. He fell off a lawnmower, didn't he, or something oh, like that? Fell off a lawnmower? Did he? How big yeah. is his lawnmower? How yeah. the grass he's cutting yeah. No, he owns a property, doesn't it, James? Well, I don't know what he did. I'm pretty sure he was, it was a tractor or a lawnmower yeah, right. and, and fell off. Jeez, poor yeah. bloke. Jeez. I mean, to sit on the Surely, thing, not fall off if you're an Australian cricketer, you can pay someone to cut your lawn. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe I think you think about that next time, won't you? <laughs> Jeez. So it is. It is interesting. Weird but, injury. But we now have a test series coming up against um, South Africa. Mm, maybe and that Travis might said, not well, go Travis ahead. Travis Head's back in. Well, Travis Head's in it, but yeah. also Alex Carey is in it. Yes. Wow. How good's that? 
Well, how good was that ton that he made? Oh, it, I'm so impressed by Alex Carey. The way he goes about it, he just handles himself beautifully mm. at all levels of the game. And he's going to, he deserves a crack via T20. Tick that off. Deserved a crack at one day cricket. Played the World Cup in England. Tick that off. Mm. And now he deserves a crack at the test level. This is going to be exciting. Now, I was going to have this in pass or fast, but I'm going with it right now. Oh, sure. I'm going go. right one. now. Early one. Right now, will Alex Carey make his test debut before Travis Head plays another test match? Oh, he could almost, you could almost, he has to, he could almost debut with the bat. That's mm, how well he's hitting him. He has to. JL has said that. Yeah. Um, I reckon Travis Head will still get a game um, before Alex Carey, only because if you're losing Wade, you still have to fill number yes. five, and they'll want to back in what they know, and that is yep. Travis Head. Yeah. Sure? And he's and he's being invested in heavily. It's a good question, though. You know, it's a great question. Yeah. If there's another batting spot open, could Alex Carey, Carey open walks. the bat? Open the batting. Well, he could oh. do that too. But David Warner and Wilpakovsky, if they're both fit, they'll play. That's just how it is. David mm-hmm. Warner, uh, sorry, JL doesn't really move much. We know what he's like. He mm. he's a stubborn man who likes to stick with what he knows. If you read, if you read the advertiser this morning, yes. there's a big big hints that Wilpakovsky is going to be a middle order batsman in South Africa. Oh dear. So the opening spot is um, up for grabs again. Maybe my I... man Bancroft, get him back in there. It's <laughs> back but, to the but, back but, to the scene but, of the crime. But, no, but but that's the other thing. That's the other thing. No Cape Town Test. Yeah. Which is Thank also goodness. they're not going back to the and scene of the crime. So, so, so there's no yeah, right. there's no fans to to bo- to boo us Phew. and no Cape Town tests. So to stay home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, have you heard the CA's um, um, demands for their little bubble? Well, they want so, the jab, so, don't they? A, they want the jab. B, they want anyone working in the hotel to isolate for 14 days before they arrive. Anyone in the hotel? Anyone, like wow. the, sh- the chef, the cleaners, yep. the uh, well, security, this everything. Is what the AFL going to do? But, and, then, and then said people that are working in the hotel have to stay in the bubble until the series is finished. Oh, wow. So you've got to sign up for the whole series. What if Australia just bring their own? Well... Yeah, and make that, more sense that, than forcing South Africans. In, you right? just you just stole the question out of my mouth. As I surely you just, I'll go over. I'll I'll cook uh, yeah. ham and cheese sangers for the boys. <laughs> that was a great tour. A month in a South African hotel. Oh, geez, what a shame. Yeah, I'd love that. But geez, mm. I, I don't think I don't think uh, you'll see Australia versus South Africa. Yeah, it might not happen. They're still trying to tick off the dates. Um, whether it happens or not, there's a, there's a. a one of those mutant sort of COVID um, strains over there at the moment, which they're worried yes. about. So Ooh. you can understand why they'd be hesitant to do it, but there's a lot of boxes to be ticked still before we head over Heaps. there. There's a T20 series in New Zealand, so we'll get to watch Matthew Wade smoke some sixes over there instead. <laughs> That's all right. Which will be a bit of fun, just to uh, give us a cricket fix. Now, Jace, yes. as we speak... More to... breaking hot off the press. Oh. More, more oh. breaking. Let's, let's break the stinger. When's it ever happened twice in a show that we get too hot off the press? This has just happened. Ebony Marinoff in the AFLW appeal. Well, she was up in the tribunal and it was, of course, over that head-high uh, contact that she made against uh, the Giants player who was uh, broke her... What was it? Broke her neck. neck. Broke her neck. Yes, yeah. Yep. So stack. Breed stack. Breed stack. And she's just been found not guilty, so she's been free oh. to play round one. Hallelujah. There you go. Hallelujah. So, Dale, you were covering this tonight. You were mm. in the office and you were a little bit late because you were waiting... For it to be deliberated, won't you? A result. Yeah, and uh, and unfortunately, our country uh, advertiser, loyal country readers, <laughs> won't get to read a read a sentence about that because old mate David Jones QC or John Martin's or Harris Garfield or his bloody name is took two hours to deliberate over one point five six seconds of footage or some farce like that, and. Straight off the bat, Marinoff getting off that is mm. early fast of the year contender. Really? Seriously, you're breaking someone's neck. Oh, now come on. The AFL. Oh, the, the now A- come on. The AFL MRO goes. They always deem the medical report. Yeah, they do. So medical report comes in broken neck. All right. So how many later. how many weeks would you have given Ebony Marinoff? Oh, but she got the oh, three. You would to- stick with thirty three percent of the season. If you break someone's bloody neck, mm, I don't know about that. So what? So what if? Yeah, well, not if it's a football accident. So what? So, so okay. So what if Joel Selwood runs into Dustin Martin and breaks his neck and it's an accident? Were you gonna let him off? What if he broke his fingernail? Yeah, but it, 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 not the, it, that's the it, point. It's, it's the, the same action. Ebony Marinoff didn't mean to do what she did, 
and yet the, because someone couldn't protect themselves or they didn't know how to, all of a sudden she does a more severe injury. That's not on Ebony. But isn't That's it, on the player. They said it was 1.87 seconds that it happened in. Yeah, how can you make a decision on that? Well, uh, I find that really the, the, tough. This, Three weeks? The, too harsh. This, this precedence... Is going to get a lot of footballers off this year. A lot of footballers. Well, I think that's only for the, the good. The, no, the, to be honest, yes. that's for the good. Yeah, because and, it and should I, stop I've being always, on the medical report. I've always been an advocate for so it doesn't matter because you know a good, uh, you know a good big lady will always smash yeah. a good little lady, and a good big man will always squash Correct. a big uh, good little man, and. The, the the little guys will always get less penalty because mm. if they hit a bigger guy or vice versa the less the, the, the injuries less so I will always be the, take take the injury um, uh, result out of it and and make it purely on the action which clearly they've done here which I think is a massive precedence for mm. moving forward. Uh, doesn't matter how bad the injury is now because someone just got off by breaking someone's neck. Yeah, it, I mean that the the actual breaking of a neck and getting no weeks, very. Intri- I mean, I would understand completely if you got to one. If they went back to one week, I, I probably would have just said, you know what, we'll cop that because the severe the severity of the injury was pretty strong, and that probably does have. And and, and you're right, it does have a factor. It should have a factor to play. But when you when you're looking at what the action was, geez, it was hard. It was a complete accident. She didn't mean to do it. I think everyone could see that, but. When what John John what's his name John Martins <laughs> David, David Jones David Jones I'm he, not going to your magic cave no. David David Jones <laughs> anymore you take he, too he, long the worst part of that whole hearing is his internet was Jace Kemp like it just kept dropping out <laughs> there was a 20 minute period where he couldn't get on the line so I mean he needs to sort that out before he can uh, keep his job seriously but uh, yeah that's great news for the crows. But jeez, uh, the the lawyers and the precedents mm. in that well, moving, moving that forward is going to be interesting. They successively argued that the opportunity she had no opportunity to avoid the collision. Right. So just just so you were aware. And before we move on, guys, uh, first game of the AFLW season, mm. Carlton and Collingwood. What was the score? Well, at quarter time it was one behind a zero, <laughs> so I wasn't going off oh, to a great God. start. But they hit the scoreboard after that. Okay. Uh, Collingwood won by a goal, thirty-three to twenty-seven. Oh. Some relatively straight kicking. Good to see the scoring is getting up a little bit more slowly, which I think is what everyone would like to see—a little bit more action on the field, see some more scoring. It'll come with it'll come with time, which is and, exciting. And having uh, said all of that, Marinol's off, and that's great. But yep. if Marinoff uh, Chelsea Randall, Ebony Marinoff, Anne Hatchard and Erin Phillips are all fit and they play every game for the Crows, they will not lose a game. Wow. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. You know what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to start getting Dale a stinger for when he has a prediction like that. <laughs> and I'm going to get you saying guaranteed like Charles Barkley. Guaranteed, yes. <laughs> guaranteed. It's time for Root of the Week. Well, boys, this is one of the best Root of the Weeks I reckon I've ever, ever covered. Because, wow. And, and we've talked Jeez. a lot about Root of the Weeks. What about Hilltop Hoods? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that probably good. number one. Jeez, that's probably been, number one. been shipped off early. Really? Right. <laughs> but this one's great because it's a cricket Root of the Week, and we know they've been few and far between because there's a lot of big scores over cricket, and you're trying to cover them all. You can't cover them all because a lot of things happen. But So Sam gave gave you this one, yeah, if it was cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I think or, we were just talking or, about cricket. Or, or did you read it on the advertiser? Uh, we well, both. But, <laughs> <laughs> I think... Yeah, we were just talking about cricket and we were talking about Travis Head, you know, potentially coming back in the side again. It needs to make runs. We don't need Travis Head anymore. Why? Because He's gone. 12 year old Bailey Thompson from Eastern Park hit 110 runs. Mm. Guess how many deliveries? Oh, how many? 32. What? Seeing them like beach balls. He was seeing them better than Alex Carey was at Adelaide Oval. He was hitting them every everywhere. In fact, he almost hit one. On Maynorth Road. What is this kid? This kid's a prodigy. He's better than Cameron Green. Mm. Get him in. He's a big looking unit. This kid is not 12 years old, I'm telling you. He is not 12. Is he playing out of his age bracket? Is he getting fed chicken and oh, bloody breakfast, lunch, and dinner? <laughs> and dessert? Like, honestly, this kid's huge. And well, not only that, but apparently what had happened is because you have to retire after a certain amount of runs. So he got to 75, and I've got a good grab from him coming up. Oh, he got to 75 and had to retire him. But then, they, then everyone else got out. So they brought him back <laughs> in. Back. Well, he spoke so, with Rowan. Everyone's out. They're out. Okay, no, no, we had no, the, no. no so mo- nearly everyone was out. He had a, he had a batting partner. So the, t- yeah. the number 11 stuck around. Stuck around with him. Well, if you're hitting them that, like that's bombs. A, that's even 
that's even a better route of the week. Shout out to the number eleven. <laughs> 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 Hang around. Just get me on. Just get me on. <laughs> well, here's, here's what he he actually went on an interview with Rowie on uh, on Thursday afternoon. Great fun. Yes. Rowie asked him a couple of questions. Have a listen to this young twelve year old Bailey Thompson. We play I'm Eastern Park and Salisbury West are rivals. And it's always a good game when we play against them. And I thought to myself, it would be a good night to get a knock, hit a hundred, first knock. And we started off with bold first and took two rough catches and went out there and I'll see him pretty well. Um, and yeah. <laughs> good man. So did I read you had to retire on 75? Yeah. And, and, and how, many, how many balls did it take you to get 75? 20. Oh, stop it. And then you came back in, you had to make 25. How many balls did you take to make the 25? Nine or 10. Oh, stop it. How, how many fours and sixes? I hit 12 sixes. Yeah. And four fours. And I uh, hit seven down the road. And one of the um, parents said, if I hit 10 more metres, I probably would have went on Salisbury Highway. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been damaging cars on Salisbury Highway if he was driving down. You just been, something like hitting sixes at me? <laughs> 8 a.m., 8.30 when they start playing kids' school <laughs> cricket. Just uh, Don't drive on Salisbury Highway because this kid will hit bombs. That's, Bailey that's Thompson, quite, there yeah. you go. How amazing is that? How's, um, how's the, um, the bowling lineup from, from the other team? Are they, <laughs> how's the bowling coach from the other team <laughs> going to back up on Saturday? I don't reckon they bowl to Yorker all day. <laughs> bowling short on the leg side all day. <laughs> Smoking them over leg side, all right. It's time to get on to pass or fast. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rook rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Farcical goal. That sounds farcical. 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 It's a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. Right, uh, we'll kick it off this year with, uh, obviously, the tennis is here today, uh, the yeah. superstars everywhere, but uh, there's a lot of tennis players, uh, well, what they reckon, locked up yeah. uh, in, in Australia at the moment, and uh, heaps in Melbourne. I think there's uh, 960 people in mm. tennis quarantine in wow. Melbourne or something, the players and officials and, and the like and coaches and everything like that, but uh, some have been uh, outspoken. And uh, none other than uh, old mate, Tennis Sangren. I just found out we're not going to be able to leave the room till midnight tomorrow, which will put us at close to 15 days in this room. That's also another day that we can't practice. So that's play Saturday, Sunday, Monday, play a match on Tuesday, a match, a competitive tennis match. 15 days off, 16 days off, counting the truck. 16 days off, three days hitting, tennis match. My name's Tennis Australia, and I'm so cool! I don't what really, did I, I just listen I, to? I don't really need to say. Much. I'll pose <laughs> the I'll, I'll pose the question, <laughs> yeah. but I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Tennis Sangren, pass or fast? What the bloody hell is that? Did you see his eyes? When you watch the video back, go and watch the video. It's on his Twitter. His eyes are like, he's he's just gone insane from 14 days on his own. I don't know what's wrong. This is a massive farce. Tennis Australia, you so cool. Oh, man. I'm, I just want to hit the guy. It's just so, what the hell? Mate, they should walk this bloke down from his hotel room once he finishes his quarantine, straight on a bus, straight to the airport, and see him on that plane and ship him off back to the country he came from. Mate, if you don't like it, why did you sign up for it? And secondly, seriously, mate, we're doing so well with coronavirus in this country. How can you even, for one second, throw it back in our faces? Yeah. Absolute farce. Ship him off. And, and secondly, before I go on, the bloke's name is Tennis. He plays tennis. <laughs> he, he gets a pass just for that. <laughs> the thanks for stealing my line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fast of the year, straight in. Oh, <laughs> first oh, day oh, back. Top, 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 top. First one, uh, first pass of the year. Well, the first five tonight will get in, won't they? <laughs> Seriously, oh. mate. As Jace alluded to, your name's Tennis. So really... <laughs> Maybe maybe go play cricket against soul mate. Uh, it's under, not even under spelled the right way. Tennis with a Y. Tennis with a Y. Why? Why, Why? are you here? <laughs> Fair dinkum. Uh, uh, tennis. Seriously, tennis. 
Tennis. <laughs> can't take that seriously. First of all, oh. you've already had COVID. He's already tested he positive. Yeah. So, oh. so the chances of you getting getting it again, eh, probably a little bit limited. Yeah. Number two, you're a professional tennis player. Yeah. You're in quarantine, right? Well, during your rant, you were on some sort of um, exercise machine that looked like like you're a treadmill or an exercise bike or something because you were bobbing up. And so you, you, you're keeping fit, all right? You're a professional tennis player. Yes, you haven't been able to hit balls for 14 days. I've, it's like riding a bike, I probably would think. <laughs> I don't think you're going to go out to the tennis court when you get out at a 16 days quarantine and start having bloody Aries. I think you know how to hit the ball. Thirdly, it it does not matter if you go out and lose the first round. You're going to get your prize money. (laughs) You have 14 days off. It won't matter if you lose. You'll you'll get your pocket, your 80 or 100 grand if you lose first round. And then you go home. Go home to your COVID-infected country. Happy with that. There you Come go. On. Ship off tennis. Oh, seriously. That's the longest fast. If you wow. said uh, Jace, if yes. I said to you, yes. you you go you go quarantine for fourteen days, go practice tennis for a couple yep. of days, yep. go out and lose. And I'll give you a hundred grand. Wait, where do I sign up? <laughs> Fair <laughs> dink. How quickly can we get there? <laughs> Tennis fast, seriously. Wow. You, he's a disgrace. What a start. Fair dink. Right. I'm, I'm sticking with tennis. Okay. Bernard Tomic's oh, girlfriend. Jesus. Fast or fast. This is the worst part of quarantine. I don't wash my own hair. I've never washed my own hair. It's just not something that I do. I normally have hairdressers that do it twice a week for me. So this is the situation that we're dealing with. What the hell? Again, what are are tennis players? I don't want to put them all in the same basket, but geez, are they a few cents short of a dollar? Honestly, what this woman has said that she doesn't wash her own hair. She's she's not a tennis player. I'm saying they're all, they're all in the same basket (laughs) because she's dating one. And, and you must surely, I'm just absolutely gobsmacked that she would come out, say something as stupid as that. And embarrass it. Well, she clearly thinks it's okay that she can walk and wander around and live without having to wash her own hair and have other people do it, and then and then publicly tell the world that that's what she does. Uh, I would be ashamed. That's a massive farce. I'm just stumped that Bernard Tomic has found someone more obnoxious than he is. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did that work out for him? Wow. Yeah, he seems like a good bloke. <laughs> maybe maybe he could wash hair. I don't know. Imagine Probably. the conversations they have. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm better. No, I'm better. No, I'm better. No, I'm better. Oh, mate, it's a farce. It's, uh, that's it. <laughs> there might be there might be two nominations in one week <laughs> straight up but it's it's seriously seriously you're in a hotel room for 14 days having relaxing get over it <laughs> wash your don't wash your hair Come on. fair ding shave it off then <laughs> Oh, Won't make much money on OnlyFans if she shaves yeah. off. I tell you, what, don't you think it's quite a relaxing practice to wash your own hair? Yeah, absolutely. Surely it's just something nice to do on your own. Hey, you don't have to th- worry about someone else hey, doing it. You know, like, a lot of people would kill to have hair to wash. Correct. <laughs> you know well, what I'm I mean? going to be praying for that soon. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing it. Like, you know, that's what I mean. So I think she should be thankful. Dale putting his brown rinse through his hair is probably oh, one mate, of the most favourite times mate, of the month. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, Bernie's missus, Mrs. Bernie. If you need a colour love, just just just, just, just ring me out. <laughs> oh. I've got a medium brown ready to go. I don't I, I don't know if you're uh, if that's it's all downhill from here for pass and pass. We've knocked off the best two of them. Oh. <laughs> Bernie Thomas, seriously, fair dinkum. I, I, I bet you Bernie's missus doesn't pay to get her hair washed either. I bet you Bernie forks out for it. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, so Bernie's bank account's actually going up because the hairdressers are out of order. Yeah. Right, uh, next one, uh, we, we, we alluded to this uh, earlier, but uh, Tim Payne, Australian test captain, uh, so-called uh, sledger on the stump mic, should be sacked. Pass or fast? See, I've been advocating for him to stay because I've loved what he's done for two years. You, you cannot, cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater in this instance. He had two... In, in When you really break it down, two bad days yeah. at the end of the third test and the end of the fourth test. Those two 
crucial day fives, which is where we won and lost, or could have won and lost the series, and eventually did. That's That was his worst two days as captain. And unfortunately, there were times where he didn't change things up enough and he was a bit too chatty behind the stumps and, and sort of lost his way. And his, his one would the whole time as captain and being leader of the Australian cricket team was the way he brought in such a strong culture, which was about respecting others and all that sort of stuff. And moving away from all the sledging and, and bad-mouthing, which is what came with sandpaper gape and all before that. So for him, he stuffed up. He had one bad day at the SCG and had a yap. He apologized. He did a massive piece in the ties. I'm sure Dale will mention that in a minute. But his apology, his standing up, owning it, yep. and then coming out in the fourth test, still having a bad performance. Yep. You can have a bad performance as a cricketer, but as a captain, I still feel like he's the right man. He's got to stay. Yeah, I, I follow that sentiment as well. I think, you know, he let himself down. He, he knew he, that he let his, his teammates down the way he acted. You know, it was obviously he, he heard he heard back what he'd said on the stump mic. And then he fronted the cameras the next day. He mm. said, I'm going to take this on the chin. This is what an Australian captain has to do and should do. And um, and the way he approached it was sensational, although he, he didn't really perform, did he? Mm. So that, that's, the, that's the nuts and bolts of it. I think you give him another go. I don't think he should be sacked as yet. But I tell you what, it just sort of opened that door a little bit more ajar mm. for Alex Carey. And that's, you know, as South Australian boys, you know, we hope that one day he gets a crack. I just don't think Tim Payne should walk just yet. So probably a, a farce. Uh, interesting one. Um, if there was uh, an, uh, a candidate that stuck out. Yeah. Gone. If, if, for captain or keeper? For cap for yeah, captain, yeah, 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 yeah. so if if there was it, obviously Steve Smith will never be Australian captain again, but um, if there was some, he's the only logical choice in the eleven or the eight out of the other ten players at this stage. So he'll stay purely because of that fact, which which is pretty pretty um, embarrassing, really, for Australian cricket that there's only you know one real captain option in the, in the best eleven players um, in the country. But uh, so he'll probably stay on that fact. But uh, I, I take it personally. I'd I'd sack him. Go on. Yeah, right. uh, the time for Kerry to come in. Um, a captain will will step up from somewhere. You know, Mark Taylor stepped up yeah. from, as test captain from nowhere. Um, he was pretty successful. So. Um, I'd definitely get rid of him. Thirty six, you know, may, maybe he's trying to hang on for the Ashes. Yeah. I feel that if Tim Payne is playing for Australia and is captain in the Ashes, I don't, I don't think we're going to win the Ashes. So yeah. I'd, I'd probably get rid of him now and get the get the new blood mm. over to South Africa and get him ready for the Ashes. He did drop a few catches, which were crucial at times. Which is the only thing. It's whether or not a new keeper should come in or whatnot. That's the that's the other conversation. Just a quick side pass or fast on that. Do you think Pat Cummins should be uh, the new captain? That's who yeah, they're talking I, about. I'm a, I'm a fan. Absolutely. Yeah. No way. No way. It'll take away from his performance. Um, he's the best bowler in the world. Let's keep the best bowler in the world bowling, bowling and <laughs> yeah. not not having to worry about when. Anyone else is bowling, yep. so let's uh, let's worry about him. Same as um, Smithy's way better batsman yeah. as uh, as not not a captain. Um, but the, the, having said that, with the the apology was great, and yes, I did wrong, and yada yada yada. What what if we won? What if we won in Sydney? There wouldn't have been the <sighs> yeah. apology, yeah. and it just would have snowballed. So maybe losing was just what. Tim Payne needed. Yeah, maybe. I'm in the same camp in the Cummins space as you. I, I don't think he should be captain. I don't think bowlers really are great captains. It's uh, I'm a batsman at heart. It should always be a batsman. Yeah. Shouldn't be a keeper, even though Tim Payne's a I keeper. I don't mind the keeper. Or, or, or a bowler. But, uh, nah, batter for mine. And uh, my vote yeah. is Marnus. Marnus for Ma- captain. Oh, for Ma- captain. Bit Gee, bit early. Sheesh. Jeez, he's a, he's a different unit. He'll have some different ideas if he's captain. That's right, man. Oh, boy. He'll be bowling himself all day. He's, he's a different kind of different to someone like Shane Morn, who's just like <laughs> next level different for a good reason. I think Marnus <laughs> is just a little bit... He needs to just sort of settle down before he can <laughs> take that role, I would have thought. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, we'll go to... Uh, well, no, we'll stay with cricket. And uh, the Adelaide Strikers are playing tonight in the... What is it? The Eliminator? The yeah, the extermi- Eliminator. The Exterminator. The Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> so many names, Lee. The the aggravator. What is it? No, the what is it? The eliminator. The eliminator. Eliminator against the heat, and uh, they pretty much they they got through um, to the finals purely because the Hobart 
Hurricanes choked, eh? Yep. And uh, for the Big Bash Point. Yep. So the Big Bash Point pretty much got the Strikers into the finals. So the Big Bash Point after one season, pass or farce? I'm going to judge this on one game and one game only, and this is why it's a farce. The last game of the season, which decided whether the Melbourne Stars would take the striker's spot or not, was decided inside the first 10 overs of the second innings. That is a farce. So they needed four points to get into the, uh, the top five, and so they had to secure a bonus point, and they had to secure the win. And the Sydney Sixers chased down the bonus point in the, in the chase. So they won the bonus point. Melbourne Stars were out. And the last 10 overs of the game was a waste of time. Much like other games where we've seen teams try and play for the bonus point. Uh, the Strikers have done it before. I've seen it. Where they, on the last couple of balls before the 10 over mark, try and have a swing just to try and chase down the bonus point. They lose a few wickets. And all of a sudden, they jeopardize the result of the game. I think it's a waste of time. Yep. If you didn't do anything, push it to like the 15 over mark. Make it a bit closer towards the end so at least you can let the game move towards the, the end result a bit closer before we start worrying about points. Um, I'm not a massive fan. I think we should get rid of it fast. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I don't know why we're trying to bring in a bonus point in a limited game is over anyway. If you're trying to make it more exciting, then you know, bring in a review system, a limited review system yeah. where you've got... You know, we've got the technology already. It just doesn't make sense. They're trying to be too creative for their own good. Go back to the basics and, and people will enjoy... T20 cricket, Big Bash cricket again, like they did when it was on Channel 10. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's what it's all about. So Very good. Uh, that's a, uh, a farce for me. <laughs> I, I agree. I liked it on Channel 10 more. <laughs> uh, pass. I like it. Okay. I, I like it. There's strategy behind it too. If you're in the Sydney Sixers boat, like we, we were all worried about strikers, stars. But... Sydney Sixers only had to get one point to get top. So yeah. the, so they so they I think they sent the stars in because they knew that chasing's easier to get the extra point and you know they knew that the stars had to go bang from from the get go so made their chances of winning better and uh so that sort of worked for them. So pass. Yeah. That is a, that's a good point. That it makes it interesting but could you could you, could you bring in a bonus point for football, do you reckon? Oh god. Would you like a bonus point for football? Oh, jeez. Um, well, that's like... Half-time yeah, scores? Yeah, that's right. It's like at half-time. Yeah. You have to have a certain amount of goals and get a bonus point yeah. or something. Maybe if you like w- win quarters or something like that. So, I hate it. No. Yuck. No, just, just win the game. Maybe the AFL can think of bonus points if teams get over 100, score over 100 mm. to make the scoring a bit better so it's not all congested. And there you go. There you go. Yeah. But uh, anyway, next one. Uh, there's two more. Uh from the NBL, because I'm the NBL expert here, apparently. Yeah. So, Self-appointed. <laughs> Self-appointed. It's written down. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in print. So yeah. the New Zealand Breakers have been in Adelaide for the past week and a half. Now, Lamar Patterson is MVP quality. He's all-NBL first team. Now, he's moved from Brisbane to New Zealand, mm. and he's rocked up. Let's just say... I'm fitter than Lamar Patterson. <laughs> so, we were fit. <laughs> <laughs> so Lamar Patterson rocking up to his brand new franchise on huge coin. And just a, a little side note, he, he, he got a donut against uh, the Sixers and it looks like he may have ate a few as well. <laughs> so Lamar Patterson's shape, game shape, Pass or fast. Yeah. Well, I Not could, looking the best. Well, I couldn't tell you what Lamar Patterson looks like, but I did see Stewie Jewy in his final, well, in his in his year where he played for Hawthorne. No, no, no. So Stewie Jewy in his last year at Hawthorne when he won a flag, <laughs> he was in Port Adelaide. And I happened to, I was at the Port store in Port Adelaide. This is no word of a lie. True story. Bumped into Stewie Jewy. Wide as a house. Didn't think he was going to play football that year. Goes Wide on and wins a flag. <laughs> wins a flag for Hawthorne. So... Without saying anything, ex- anything more, Lamar Jackson might. Uh, Lamar, Patterson. <laughs> Lamar Patterson. Lamar Patterson might be onto something here. He might have just gone. You know what? I'm just going to revert to my usual shape and size. Just roll my way through preseason, and then come out tops at the end. So, uh, so maybe a guarantee. A guarantee. It, 
could be. Guarantee. Oh, if Lamar Jackson was running around the NBL, he'd be Gee throwing, throwing him from half court. Uh, <laughs> Ravens quarterback. What, um, one one handed as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few donuts uh, for Lamar. <laughs> he's had a big summer, yeah, a big winter, and uh, I don't know where he's uh, where he's gone and what he's done, but and why he's done it. But he's come back not looking great. Yeah, but you never know. You never know. But they are bottom of the ladder, so he might want to fix it up. Yeah, well, he did. He did do it last year. He came yeah, came back to the bullets in a, a bit rotund, you should uh, say, and then uh, worked his way into the All NBL first team. But geez, but there's been a pandemic and lockdowns, and uh, the off season's been a little bit longer than uh, <laughs> the one last year. Jeez, but if I was the Breakers ownership, I'd be filthy, mm. absolutely filthy, because the marquee man and yeah. Fair dinkum. Anyway, uh, last one, last one. Uh, Port Adelaide new recruit, Alir Alir. Now, he, I saw during the week he was on Facebook Live with uh, Arasio yes. Fantasia. Mm. I've got Arasio Fantasia in the, in Ooh. another episode too. too. I've mentioned him again. <laughs> Silly season. And uh, he's, uh, he's been calling him Shanders in this video. Shanders, Shanders, Shanders. And I'm like, I wonder what that means. And then I've just... It's dawn on me. Chandeliers. <laughs> Chandeliers, pass or fast? Massive pass. All about footy nicknames, all yeah. about nicknames in sport. They are the best. Just the ones where they just come off a little bit stupid. They're just associated to something that you just, it's so obscure that it just works. Mm. In a sporting environment, in team sport, it just works. So Chandelier, big tick pass. Yeah, amazing. It's, it's like when uh, Sam Powell Pepper first went to Port Adelaide, they started calling him Salt. <laughs> but but Shanders works perfectly. Yeah. It does rolls off the tongue. Love it. Perfect. Shan- big pass. That that yeah. could be in uh, a nomination too. Mm. Shanders, especially if you win us a flag. Shanders, you'll definitely be in uh, one pass of the year nomination. Favorite sporting player nickname. I like Rory Laird. They call him Desk because he's yes. short and wide, Shit. which I think is pretty harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not Lamar Patterson, is it? No. <laughs> At least he's tall. <laughs> Best sporting nickname. Know any? Oh. A bit on the... Sorry, I was sort of oh. throwing it at you. Uh, yeah, what about Jared Grant? They used to call him Spindle Shanks. Yes. And then, and then he was re-nicknamed as Microphone Head. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because he had a head that looked like a microphone. <laughs> 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 Dale, uh, have you ever got one? I, I, I think I have one. Yeah. Uh, ten, Tennis Sangren's got a... I've got a new nickname for him. God, what dickhead? <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Nothing as good as Shan. Shanders is yeah. Shanders is that's, uh, top shelf. that's oh that's the best one I've heard for a long time. All right, it is time to round out our first show of the year with the multi, the original multi. Yes, the multi. Now, uh, before I do the multi, yeah, uh, I've been uh, sitting on the edge of my seat during this whole episode <laughs> because oh. I've got a multi in the works right now. Oh, do you? And it was. Uh, from the Cairns Taipans Hawks oh. game Thursday night, yeah. uh, I had a nine leg multi with players unders and overs, and oh. and it was paying one thousand and fifty two two dollars. What? So out of the nine legs, I got seven. You got seven. <laughs> I got. Oh. I missed out. I missed out on by two legs. Oh, mate! On winning. A thousand glove box. Sheesh, that that would have covered us for the um, next six, yeah. ep- not episodes, that's six our, seasons. That's our sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Sports bet. But uh, uh, well, what have we got this? What are we going to do the multi for this week? Well, we're seeing. Uh, clearly, I'm the basketball expert, so we got to go straight to the NBL. Clearly, on the basketball expert. Would have thought. So, uh, all right, hit Jace. us with that. So there's uh, one, two, three, four, five games. Right. This round. So. Let's bag them all up. Go. Go for it. <laughs> Rattle them off. Uh, Perth Wildcats will beat South East Melbourne Phoenix. Right. Brisbane Bullets will beat Cairns Taipans. I am backing the 36ers to beat the Sydney Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Melbourne United will clearly beat uh, South East Melbourne. Oh, right. And, uh, and and the Perth Wildcats will uh, deal with uh, Lamar and his uh, <laughs> New Zealand breakers. So, uh, Jeez, there's five. So that's, of, that's value, mate, because it's Brisbane, not, are not, <laughs> the Brisbane and 36ers are not favourites. No, but uh, I've gone all the home teams, so that's uh, a bit soft. But 
What's the odds we're looking at? About ten bucks. Oh, oh that's a okay. nice little tenner. Okay. Bag you that up. Get a hundred back. Happy days. It's no thousand and fifty-two. No, that's alright. Yeah, outside. <laughs> it's, it's ten bucks. So, outside uh, chance. So uh, there you go. Uh, we I'll post that, or Tuggers will post, I'll post that. that. I'll but, post uh, that. Yep. There you go. Ten bucks. Bang, we're away. Beautiful. There's Gamble responsibly and put your house on it. Now, it would be remiss of us to not mention this before we go. This is the only show for the next few mm. weeks that we're going to actually have you, Dale. Mm. Because our MBL expert. Yeah, our, our MBL expert. <laughs> what are we going to do for the next four weeks, Chase? You I'm are away. I'm off to the caravan. You're off. You're out. <laughs> the NBL caravan. The NBL caravan. No, you're in your own caravan. You're going. You're going with a family somewhere, which is nice. So taking some time off. Bit of leave. Yeah, bit of leave. Uh, banked up. So uh, uh, off I trot. So uh, yeah, Archie's turning four. And oh, uh, happy birthday. Yes. First day at kindy to do today too, oh, Archie. Good. So I uh, love that. So Back his own um, lunchbox or he did. He did. No fruit flies. No fruit flies. Uh, no good. fruit flies in his lunchbox. <laughs> Only uh, chocolate and muesli bars and cake and everything. <laughs> all the good stuff. <laughs> all the good stuff. <laughs> Vegemite sandwiches. Nice. But uh, I was like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday, Archie? He's like, no, I just want to go away camping. I'm like, okay, oh, well, there easy. we go. Nice. Well, everyone, you can blame Archie for the absence of our NBL expert for the next four weeks, Dale. <laughs> good for having you for at least one week. That's nice. Um, we'll probably see you in March. Is that about right? Yeah, end of end of February, I think. End of Feb, oh, beautiful. Mm. We'll count down the days. We'll have something lined up, I reckon, for that show back. I reckon we're going to have, yeah, mm. hopefully something good for that show back, and hopefully <laughs> we can find a good fill-in for the next few weeks. I think we will, and we're very excited to be joined with the Inner Sanctum uh, for this year as well. They're going to be joining us, so we might even have a guest via the Inner Sanctum. Your go-to for Australian sports coverage, done better. It's the new ball game in Australian sports journalism. Just go to the innersanctum.com.au, get yourself familiar we're going to be on there all year long. Men, season three off and flying. Good job. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. See you when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that. We'll all see you next week with another episode of The Press Box.